You're listening to the 38th edition of the Bitochen Podcast, and we're going to continue in the 12th chapter of the Altar Novartic on Bitochen. And although I said we're in the last chapter, we're actually not, which is exciting because there's more. There's always more to learn about Bitochen. There's 13 chapters, but we are closing in on the end of the section. Says the Altar of Novartic, Why should I leave? All of my paths of service of Hashem. The foolishness, it sounds so foolish if we look at it on the outside. Easy to make this mistake, but I'm going to lose everything because of a little stain on my clothes. Why am I not afraid of this, the statement of our sages? Our sages tell us, when the Yetzirah sees somebody, Who's playing with his hair? He's checking out his clothes, feeling his clothes. Yitzhar says, "This one is mine." It's Medrash How can I agree to living a life of compromise and give up the main things in the service of Hashem? Are interesting, right? What are they? I know halishmo of abitachin which we've been speaking about. In Avardic, these were the main tenets of Yiddishkeit. This is what we're about. This is what learning is about. This is what Torah is about. This is what Yiddishkeit is about. It's about Lishma, serving Hashem with purity, doing things for the right reasons, and Bitochen, having a real connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we can ask Him for anything, and we can be assured that we're going to get what we need. Without these two concepts, these two tenets, we can't get to a real service of Hashem. We can't get to a true spiritual greatness. And we see from experience that a person who indeed gives in to these types of Yetzirahs veers away from that which we know to be true and gives in to the idea of Psharis, of making reconciliations between this side and that side, it ends up that that person is somebody who learned and left. When we look at this matter, we'll see that there are two different types of people coming to the category of Shano Perish. Shano Perish means that they learned for a while and they left. One is a person who separates himself completely from the life of from the way of the Torah, and instead gets involved in living based on his desires. He just follows his desires, what he wants. And he runs after the enjoyments of a world that just is passing. That's one aspect. You know, a person who just leaves the Torah life, or the essence, the spirit of what Torah life is about, and he runs after his tivus, his desires. But there's another one, there's another aspect. That even a person who's a Ben Aliyah, someone who desires to have closeness to HaKadosh Baruch, who desires to have a relationship with Hashem, who's trying, striving for greatness, striving for a higher spiritual level, that can also fall into this trap. This is the importance of, of Bitochem. This is how important it is to have Bitochem. Because without, excuse me, without Bitochem, so what happens is a person falls into all of the questions of life. The questions of life, how am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to 
support my family? All these questions come about because a person is, doesn't have the proper bitachin, doesn't have that proper faith in Hashem that he's going to get what he needs. These come up in a person who really is a mavakish, who really does search for God. The person gives up on reaching a truly high level in their spirituality. Why? To go in the ways of the earlier generations. When he thinks about it, when he looks at himself, when he looks into his own leanings, he sees it's so hard to be pulled after the truth. Right? To, to do what's right requires constant effort, constant recalibration, constant coming back to doing what's right, constant coming back. It's not something that just flows. To do the wrong thing, it just flows. It's easy. A person does the wrong thing, and it's, it's moishik. It, pull, it pulls them along. To do the right thing doesn't have that same, that same neshicha, that same pull. So because he sees it so hard, So he decides that, even though he knows, he, he, he believes that when it comes to service of Hashem, when it comes to what life is all about, the main thing is to have bitachin, to have faith in Hashem, to trust that He's going to give him what he needs. And the main thing is to have l'shma, to serve Hashem for the right reasons, for pure, with pure motivations. He knows that that's the foundation, that's the main thing of Avodah Hashem. He knows that's the foundation of what's going to cause the Torah to continue to exist within him. Nevertheless, a person doesn't feel like he has any way to get there, even though his heart is, is saddened by that. But still, he feels like he's not going to get there, so he gives up. He says, look, having great spirituality, having a great, reaching a great spiritual level, it's not for me. It's for previous generations, for special individuals. It's not for the Hamoinam, it's not for everybody. It's not for me. Although that person knows, the Chazal, the sages say, a person is obligated to say, Well, will my actions reach the level of Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Right? It's a ton of the Chafei. So even though that's true, and even though he knows that, and he acknowledges that, but he still says, he says, it's just impossible for me to reach such a level. Listen, i got to be happy with what I have. Okay, I don't have such a high spiritual level, but I'll be happy with what I have. I'll keep the Torah the way most people keep it, the way the general populace keeps it. I like the sacks of the Balabatim. Right? He's going to explain what is the sacks of the Balabatim, the way a Balabai... Balabayas, Abalabos, how does he paskin? He paskin is based on his own feeling. He doesn't paskin based on any great knowledge, any great wisdom. He gives us the example. Uh, there's a concept by uh, when a person has a Kaisha Bracha, he has in Kiddush or Havdalah. So there's an idea, it's Gemara Brachis, Nafnonal, if he brings here. Uh, you have to have itur, which means crowned. It has to be crowned. The cup has to be crowned. So what does it mean? So, in Perishu Kapirish Rashi, one possibility is, like Rashi explains, it means that you crown it, you, you place cups, many cups around the 
cup of the Kesha Bracha. And that's the idea of crowning it. It's making a beautification of it. The other possibility is that you leave a little bit of space at the top of the cup. It shouldn't be so high. The level of the wine shouldn't be so high, or the grape juice shouldn't be so high. And you see a little bit of the cup on the top, so there's a crown above the wine. And this is the idea of Das Balabatim, the way that a Balabas thinks. The way that a person who's not, it's not malumid, not, hasn't worked on his midas, he hasn't worked, he just does whatever he feels, he does what he thinks is, is good for him. So one person says, this Balabat, as you refers to him, says it must be that the pshat is, like the second pshat, which is that there needs to be a space around the top. Why? So the second person asks him, how do you know this? Where do you get, it's, it's not like Rashi, Rashi says it means a different thing. The second explanation, we don't find it mentioned in any of the Rishonim. See the Taz in Shulchan Aruch, Archaim, Kuf Pei Gimel, Sifkot and Dalet. On the Rishon Zeh, so the first one responds and says like this, I don't know the source for this explanation. I want to explain it this way because it makes sense to me. If we require it to be completely full, so what's going to happen? A person pick up the cup, it'll, it'll, it'll spill out on his clothing, he'll get dirty. So the Torah doesn't want me to get dirty. So it seems to me that the second shot, which is that there should be a little space on top, that, that's what makes sense. Okay, so it sounds ridiculous, but this is the way a person can think if he hasn't worked on his midas, if he hasn't subdued his own will to the will of Hashem, to the will of the Torah. A person like this thinks this way in many other areas, in many different areas. And when it comes to, to things that have to do with the main concept of the Torah, it's the way that people think, the way that people decide, the way that the minds of the regular people work, those who are not steeped in Torah wisdom. They're not charedim, the word charedi. Right? What does it mean? It means to sit there, to shake, to, to, be, to be worried. They don't worry about properly fulfilling the commandments of Hashem. The thing that they're most concerned about is that their clothing should be clean. A person who was originally from the people who indeed wanted to grow spiritually, who was sitting and learning, a person like that can reach that level, can, can fall down and end up in a place where indeed he's given up on reaching great spiritual heights. He no longer has the, the long-term goal to, and doesn't have that desire to try to reach the true truth without any compromises. He's already given into the compromises. He says, look, I can't, I can't continue in a life which is so difficult or so... It's just not for me. That's the way the person thinks. And a person can end up very easily, as the altar says, in this balabatish thinking, in this way of thinking, which is counterproductive, which doesn't bring him to the true truth, but rather brings him to, to do whatever he feels like doing, which is not the Ratzon Hashem, not, not the will of Hashem.
ורק שייכנס לחיוס חיי הפרישוס, לעזוב מקום האווירו, says the altar of the the only way in, the only way to get to be tachem, the only way to get to lishma, the only way to get to higher levels of greatness in service of Hashem, of spirituality, is only by living a life of separation, chaya prishus, and leaving the place of sin. Right? A person needs to know, if I hang out in this place, I'm going to end up in trouble. I'm going to end up doing things wrong. A person needs to know that I need to live a life where I don't need so much. I don't have to need so much. Why do I need so much gashmias? Why do I need so much money, so much wealth? Why am I running after the guy who's rich and how he made it rich? Why am I running after that? Why is that so important to me? Why do I need more and more physical things? Why do I need more and more taivas? More and more things that don't satisfy me. They're my maluchim. Salt water. You drink salt water, it makes you more thirsty. That's how it is with all the chayyah alam hazeh. All these things, a person needs to separate themselves from it. Al What does a person need to do? Need to establish yourself in a group of people are trying to become better, who are trying to serve Hashem, who are trying to become great, trying to attain great spiritual levels, trying to serve Hashem properly. By doing so, So in so doing, that's how a person reaches a true level of living a life of Torah. When a person does not want to give up anything, he doesn't want to give up the tithes, he wants those things, he wants to have money, he wants to have all the satisfaction, quote-unquote, all the satisfying things of this world, all the tanuke all of the desires of this world. So he wants to have everything. So he doesn't want to give up anything. He's trying to get both. He's trying to be spiritual, and he's also trying to get all of his tithes. All of his desires, all of that food, all of the, the Shmori's board in the Pesach hotels. He's trying to satisfy what people will expect of him, his imaginary, the imaginary expectations of the people of the world. He's also trying to fulfill his obligations within the Torah. If a person tries to compromise and, and, and get both, you can't get both. You end up without any levels in the Torah. He'll spend his entire days, all of his life, trying to make people happy, trying to satisfy them, trying to... He's trying to look good for others. He's very concerned about anything that's dirty in his clothes. Maybe he's got a little stain over here or somewhere else. I don't know. Quick. Get, get more clothes, more, more things, more more. Uh, He's using that as a mushal, of course, for all of the mishagas and all of the foolish things that we excuse ourselves with, why we need another thing and another thing, and why we need to look good for others. He's busy cleaning off the stains on his clothes, but he doesn't clean off the stains on his heart. You hear that? He's busy cleaning off the stains on his clothes, but he doesn't bother to clean off the stains on his heart. And he doesn't work on having a pure heart. 
doesn't mean a pure heart. This is the main reason that we're put in this world. The main purpose is to have a pure heart, he says. Unbelievable thing. And, and he doesn't say this explicitly, but certainly it's clear that this is what's involved in, learn, in doing things the Shema. It means I'm removing all of those secondary, outside motivations. All the motivations, the honor, the money, the taiva, all these things that sometimes will motivate me to do what's wrong. And of course, we take Shema Sometimes a person <coughs> excuse me, needs uh, uh, motivation, but I have to be striving for greater purity of my heart. I have to be striving for greater uh, purity of motivation. That's the only way that I can properly guide my mind and my heart and my opinions. All of the things that you can watch, all of the things that you can take care of, all of the things that you can be worried about, this is the most important thing to be worried about. says the Pasuk in Mishlei, chapter 4, verse 23, this is all of the results of a person's life come out of their motivations. You can recognize in a person, you can observe them for a few minutes sometimes. Maybe it takes a little long, maybe it's a few days or a few weeks. You can observe in their motivation What's it about? Are they looking for fame? Are they looking for honor? Are they looking for covet? What's motivating them? You can read it because it comes out. And you can see in the end of a person's life or in the middle of a person's life, after a certain amount of time, you can see what started them up and where did they, where did they get to? Where did, they, where did their paths lead? You can see what happened in the beginning. You can see the original thought and what their motivations were all along. To the extent that a person's motivation is pure, so then the results are more pure. The results are Achilles uh, Hashem. They're sanctification of Hashem's name because you see that God is there. You see that Hashem is in that person. You see that a person is not concerned so much about himself and his credit and all these kinds of things, but rather you see that the person is concerned about Kabbalah Shemaim, honor of heaven. And that's true both in our concept of Lishma, which is the main thing that he's speaking about, but it's also true. And one's bitachin. When it comes to trusting in Hashem and knowing that things are going to be right, things are going to be good. Not trying to do everything myself, not trying to accomplish everything myself, not trying to make every single possibility backup plans upon backup plans so that I will have success, so that I'll have what I need. But rather, trusting in Hashem that it's going to be good. That kind of focus, veering away from all the extra ishtadlius, veering away from all of the extra efforts that a person naturally wants to do, but veering away from them, putting our efforts into the Shema, into doing things for the right reasons, listening to that small voice, the small voice of motivation, the voice of the Shema, being willing to do things without a big payoff. If you're listening to my other podcast, you keep hearing me say this because that's what I'm thinking about a lot. Not doing things that necessarily have the big payoff. But trying, you know, we will, we will do those things. Those things are part of our lives. You know, we get a Baruch Hashem, person hopefully gets a lot of nachas from his children. person gets a lot of nachas from his own successes, from his own things that he's accomplished. That's natural, and of course, that's part of life. And those are something that we appreciate, and we direct them back and say, thank you, Hashem, this is from you. 
that recognition brings it back to that not needing such a strong motivation. So that's the thing that we have to work on. Our faith in Hashem, our not needing to be good in the eyes of everyone else, not needing to people please, be concerned with what everyone else is going to think, but rather to be focused properly what's truly right, doing things for that pure motivation because of Lashma. Focusing that way will bring us so much more joy, so much more satisfaction in life and bring us to an incredibly great place, opens vistas of possibility for Shlemus, for his spiritual greatness. I want to remind you, he mentioned here again, it's nothing like doing this as part of a chevra, part of a group. The Bitochen group at gmail.com, you can send an email there, find out what it means to be part of a group. Baruch Hashem, we have a few new members. There's interest. There's nothing like working on this together with others, working on midas, working on bitachin, focusing on bitachin. What does it mean to have true faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And I invite you to join us. And thank you so much for watching. We'll see you again next time.